Hey guys, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the end of the show where we're going to start playing original music by artists that we enjoy and music we think you guys should be listening to. If you think you want to have your music featured on the show, just email us at weeklysitdown at gmail.com and follow us on everything at Weekly Sitdown. And if you like the show, one more thing. Uh, if you like the show, I need you to go on and uh, rate it and like leave a review. That'd be great. Peace. But I never really had a doubt Standing in the light of your halo I got my angel now It's like I've been awakened Every rule I had you breaking It's the risk that I'm taking I ain't never gonna shut you out like you never know when i'm gonna hit it it's just gonna pop you on. never know but yeah now we have that oh dope we are now professional imagine so yeah uh hello we are on the weekly sit down now to episode i think 47 they're they're all mushing but today we're going to have shelly barnes shelly and brianna barnes they are the family dynamic duo that uh, Shelly is an amazing, beautiful soul. So is her daughter. She uh, she's a very positive life coach, and she is going to talk to us today about going into the new year with a a better positive attitude and how you gotta gotta leave things in twenty seventeen. Is there anything let you it want, go? You want is there anything you you're trying to leave in twenty seventeen, Joe? Am I trying to leave behind procrastination? But I think I'm getting better with that. Procrastination is definitely a big one. You know, like, if I don't have a deadline on something, then I don't get it done usually. Some people work better under pressure like that. I think I do, but maybe I need to fix that up. (laughs) Were you like that in school, too? Or you you were just like, you get an assignment and you do it the Sunday night before it was Monday morning? I wrote 15 15 pages of a grant. It was a 25-page grant. Oh, my God. But I wrote 15 the night before. Because I took a 60 milligram Vyvanse and I just didn't <laughs> Thank eat. Thank you, Adderall. Yeah, exactly. Like, I bet you, I'm, how, what percentage of college kids do you think do the same exact thing, though? Yeah, it's, it, you know, my, I, I'm in a different situation because my whole life, my, my, my mom uh, never let me take any medication in that type of thing. Yeah. Like, because uh, my dad had a lot of problems with, like, addiction and stuff. Like, he was addicted to pills and addicted to cocaine really alcohol yeah so i didn't know that yeah he's been locked up for about like 20 no 15 years now wow what did he do so can uh, you talk about yeah yeah of course so he uh essentially he had to get surgery done in his mouth and it was like a really painful surgery and they had to like wire his mouth shut wow and they gave him like a bunch of like xanax and oxys and he couldn't orally take it, so he would crush it up and he would he would blow it. Wow. And then, you know, that obviously turned to uh, cocaine. And then, like, we, uh, we were taking him out for his birthday at uh, Red Lobster. And he came in, like, all fucked up. Like, just talking super reckless. And I was, like, maybe 
12 at the time. And my sister was even younger than that. And he's just talking all reckless. Like, I used to smoke mad blunts behind this school and do all this stuff. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck? So he went out to, like, smoke a cigarette. And, like, I followed him out. And I was like, Dad, what the fuck? He's like, who the fuck are you to tell me that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, what? And he's, like, like yelling at me. Like, not like... And you're father. young. Yeah, I'm like 12. Like, and not like a father son. Like, I'm yelling at you because I'm your father. Like, it was like two strangers in a Red Lobster parking lot getting into a fist fight. When you're 12. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we're fighting in the parking lot. And, like, he goes and he drives away. And they got, they pulled him over and he got caught with, like, I think, like three keys. Oh, my God. Well, that. Yeah, and ever since then, he's just been in and out, like, you know, DUIs and just, just reckless, dumb shit. So. You know, my mom, oh, ever since the beginning, like, every time, like, I broke something or anything like that, it was never like, oh, we're going to give him this. She's like, nope, he's going to take Tylenol and fucking suck it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I wasn't taught to be like that, but that's how I have been. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't you know, some people just do that, you know, because it's, and I'm I'm better person because I'll admit it to myself. I have a very addictive personality. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean like as you can tell with all the tattoos on my body and everything you know what i mean like i once i get something in my head i get obsessed with it so yeah. it's it's for i do the same but i like burn out real quick like i'll get bored of it fast you know like see that doesn't work for me i'm I'm the kind of person that kind of follows through with it even to the point where it should be dead yeah but i'll just keep doing it but it's it, it persevered through a lot of things in my life like you know i mean that attitude and that persistence mm-hmm. has gotten me to where i am today you know from the band to the app to this show that we're doing like you know it's 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 a good and it's a bad you know what i mean it, it could take it to you can take yeah. it to other limits of your life, but, you know, as long as you're... Channel it towards the positive shit. Exactly. And going back to our show, it's going to be more positive. And, like, that's the positive outlook that I have on it is that, you know, you can say that you're a victim of circumstance and it's genetic. You know, my family's like this, so I'm going to be like this and I can't fix it. But, like, or you could take it in the positive route of your life and you can be like, oh, hey, I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to learn from those mistakes and I'm going to be a better person from it. Well, that's how you have to do it. I know people who have uh, lost, like, family members and just went the opposite, you know, like, just started acting out. Of course, you know what I mean? It sucks. You lose a lot of friends. Like, I've lost, I'm sure you've lost a lot of friends from, like, heroin and all that fucking bullshit. And it's like, you know... It's a really touchy subject, and I know a lot of people talk about, like, it's like two sides of the coin. It's like, well, you know, these people don't want to help themselves, and then there's other sides of it. It's like, well, these people are actually sick, and they need, you yeah. know, they need people to medicate them. And, you know, I, I'm i kind of on the fence of it with it on both sides. Like, I look at it like, hey, if you don't want to, if you don't want help, you're not going, you know I mean? Nothing, no one can help. The only person that can truly really help yourself help you is yourself yeah you have to want it exactly you know what i mean but on but 100 percent, you need support in your life if you have people who support you and who want the best for you that is going to make your transition out of this easier easier 100 yeah. percent. but so, you don't need it like you can get out of it alone yeah exactly you know what i mean but you know it's just being in a, in a shitty situation and just not looking at it the positive way that you know, mm-hmm. is like that. And I think Shelly's going to bring a lot of insight on that today on like how to, you know, 
be your mentally best and and your positive best. You know, we me, that's her job. You're saying, yeah, she pretty much. You know, she's she's also like a master connector. She's one of those people who like connects people with other people and like is very good at connecting those dots. Yeah, she knows where who would work well with who. Exactly, and I feel like that should be a a job in itself. Broker, yeah. I guess something like that. Broker, I always social is broker. That, is that broker <laughs> brokering is that means like when you're just pretty much getting paid to connect, connect. the agent with. Um, whoever wants to buy the house or whatever in that case. Ah, so yeah. Yeah, just brokering. I feel like I'd be very good at that. Broking, brokering. I set up a lot of people. I've been setting up a lot of people with a lot of things. I've I've found like I say like, oh, I think I'd be good at that. Like for everything and like I can't do everything. You know, like we do so much, like we can't keep adding more shit. Exactly. (laughs) You're going to go to school to be a broker now. like. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that you shouldn't even have to go to school to be a broker. I think that it should be, you should just have a conscious way of being able to understand like how people work. And it also reflects on who you are as a person. Mm. I'm sure you have to do like some course, like a three day course, 72 hours of brokering of what though what class. would they even teach you in that like they the, teach like you the how signs. to broker they teach you the signs of i think the mo- hardest part about it the 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 most you know thing that you'd have to study with brokering is that to know what percentage you would want to take out of a situation yeah like how much fair. is asking too much for setting something how up? low do you start yeah how what is the lowest that you should expect from from a situation but you know yeah you know it's easy for a house you know what i mean or things like that but it's like life brokering yeah, or you know, do they do that with what else do they even broker? I don't even know. I don't think they. I I've never heard of any. When you hear broker, I think you think real estate. I, that's what I think. Yeah, because of uh, that show, Million Dollar Listing. Oh yeah. You ever watch that? No, I don't. It's the only show. I'm like not. I'm not, I'm not really on that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the only thing I used to watch, I think on H and M, is Wife Swap. It's Bravo. Is that H and M? Same thing. I think so. They're all owned by something. Yeah, yeah. Wife Swap is funny too. That's where that's fake though, right? Uh, I feel like you know some of it. I feel like not in an awful sense because you know people have lifestyles. You know what I mean? Like if if you're a super religious lifestyle, mm. obviously, like the it's. I don't think it's more a fake of more of just extreme in the sense where they just know reality TV knows friction. So it's like obviously, like if you're setting someone up. If you're gonna wife swap with someone that is super religious, goes to church on Sundays, they're not even allowed to watch cartoons. You're gonna hook them up with a Satanist, <laughs> yeah, to make it good. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like you need <laughs> the clash of those personalities that that do that. So it could be original. And plus, like, like when you got kids on the show, like kids are you can't like nah. like t- teach kids to be. Any certain way, they're yeah. not gonna listen to you. They're if you're so there a natural, week anyway. you know what I mean. Like yeah. that's the beautiful thing about it, you know what I mean. And if they're on TV and they're on doing things like commercial, that means that you're just ruining this kid's life. <laughs> yeah, you feel like child actors shouldn't even be allowed. Not that they shouldn't be allowed, but they should want to do it. Like that yeah. should be something that you like. I know, like back in the day, I've always wanted to act. I've always wanted to be. I've watched every single movie ever since I was a kid. I watch TV all the time. I watch more TV than I'm supposed to, but like, yeah, you know. But I'm fascinated. I was always fascinated by that. But the the thing was, it was that you know, and it sucks because it's kind of like it was always a social stigma. Obviously, you know what I mean. Because I was what? always an athlete. You know, uh, I did sports. You know what I mean. Like I never did drama. Yeah, anything. I wish I did. Me Which too. I did play you know what I mean? Kid. Me, me too. You know, it wasn't until I got to college that I actually 
Story. Did that, and that was only because like I took all of the, I took all my core credits, and I had only electives left. And I was like, I'm not gonna take a bullshit gym class or yoga and like bowling. I would, exactly, I would rather take an acting class that I wanted to, and it actually led me to where, where was that? I was actually, I'll never forget the first ever, acting class. What so in I, college? I took, yeah, so my first acting class, they uh, the dude tells me that you know you everyone has to pick a monologue for like our first assignment. So like he's like you can choose like a Broadway play you can um, he's like or like an old Shakespearean thing and I'm just like listen dude I don't know any of this shit I was like I don't know any Broadway plays I don't know any fucking Shakespearean literature I was like I can do like I would I can do a book or a movie and he's like yeah just do one of those whatever he's like as long as it's a uh, like a like a fifteen twenty line piece do it so I picked uh, the Outsiders ever read that book. I've heard people talk about it, but no. It's like the one book that like everybody has to read in middle school. Yeah, it's no, about I... like the greasers and the socias, and it's pretty much the books about like two different sides of town, like the rich upper class, yeah, kids and the low, low income, like you know what I mean, degenerates, and essentially, um, one of the scenes is. There's a church fire, and this dude, Johnny, he goes into the church fire and saves a bunch of kids from a church fire. And, like, a beam from the church falls on him, and he's, like, now in his deathbed. Uh So now he's in his deathbed, and he's, like, talking to Pony Boy, which is his friend. (laughs) And, um, which all of them had ridiculous names. It was, like, Pony Boy, Soda Pop. Really? Dallas. Yeah, they all had, like, ridiculous, like... What's what's the reason for that? You think? No, no they don't. Reason? They don't touch on. They don't touch yeah. on that. It's like you know what I mean. Those like, their real names. Those are their real names. Birth certificate. Like, for, yeah, in the well, book. Like, soda pop. Po- on po- your yeah, birth soda pop and fucking Pony Boy yeah. and Dallas and fucking Two Bit. Those are some whack parents. Yeah, exactly. It's like well, the what is like the, yeah right like you just get born. It's like what do you want to name your kid? Uh, soda pop. He's like looking at a bottle of soda pop on the counter. Yeah, it's like they're panicking. Uh, like looking at shit around yeah. the room. <laughs> Uh, um uh wheelchair yeah yeah exactly like, so yeah so bad. yeah so the the scene and the scene is like him in this deathbed talking to pony boy and he's like listen pony i ain't afraid to die he's like well, i did a good deed he's like i helped those kids he's like i really he's like i feel good about it he's like i always amounted to nothing and he's like i actually did something good yeah. for a change in life and i finished the monologue and i look up and this girl is hysterical crying yeah. Like bawling her eyes out. This is during like practice? No, this isn't during like, the class. Like Oh, I mean? so like, it's not like the real play. You didn't do No, no, no. It was like a it was like a cl- it was like an it was an extracurricular like acting class that I took for like a three credit elective. Wow, and this girl cried. Hysterical crying. And I'm like I have I never seen that reaction. I'm just like, Oh my god, did I say something? Did I do something like out of line? I am so sorry and she's like, No, 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 you didn't do anything wrong. I just recently lost my grandfather. And, you know, he was never, re- he always was never really a good person to me. But, you know, towards the end of his life, we really got along and we really kind of bonded together. So it just kind of made me feel like I'm accepting his death now. And, the like, fuck? yeah, dude, like, super fucking deep. In. Yeah. Like, super deep. deep with me. And I'm just like, um, oh. I'm uh, Joey. Yeah, you're welcome. Like, <laughs> like, what's your like, name? Yeah, like, oh, God. Like, so, like, after class, the dude was like, listen. I know this is just like a bullshit elective and this isn't like your major or anything like that. But he's like, if you seriously were thinking about pursuing this, like this is something you could possibly do. And I was like, hmm. Hmm. And I graduated and we wrote the dropouts and still going. Look at us now.
<laughs> Look at me now, boy. Yeah, I had a lot of weird things yeah, in college. I never had. I never took any. Uh, not really any electives I could think of that I liked. I can't remember any. You know. What did you go to school? I mean, for? I took journalism, but I think I had to do that communications. Oh, nice. Which makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> kind of worked out. It taught me a lot. I learned how to. I learned how to write mostly. Like that was the main thing I learned how to do. My favorite. Uh, one of my favorite electives that I took was public speaking. Did you have to take that? Oh course? yeah, I had to take two different public speaking classes. Yeah, I liked it. I think that it was cool. I just like the freedom of being able to write to to write about or speak about whatever you anything. want. I think I talked about a conspiracy theory. I'm remembering I had a PowerPoint. I think I was talking about like aliens, like why aliens exist or something oh, like really? that. I got an A like in the whole class too. Like oh, me too. I was super yeah. super on point. I did. A, I think my informative speech was about the tattoo industry. Oh uh, yeah, like, yo, you know what I did? I brought candy to every one that I did and handed it out before mine. Like you hand something out, you're ace. You're getting yeah, it. exactly. Especially I, because it's like people love that shit. Cause, oh cause, my god! Because didn't there did, did my because how mine works? Like they the, the class graded it. I was loved, yeah. I could. So it was yeah. like you know the teacher, the teacher had maybe like sixty, seventy percent of the grade, and then the class was like the rest of your, the rest of your grade, yeah, the rest of your grade. So mm-hmm. you you ace that. Oh yeah, definitely. Because it's like if I was giving out candy, I'd be like, yo, I don't even hear, care, give a shit what this dude said. <laughs> yeah, he just gave me a tootsie pop. Yeah, and the, no, I gave out good stuff. Like the, I gave out Lint's chocolates. Oh what! And this guy had mentioned that he liked them like earlier in the year. Oh man, and you fucking kiss he, ass! Oh bro, you're such a kiss ass. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and today we have Lindor truffles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Becky, yeah. cough cough. I know you like Lindor. It was like eleven in the morning too, so like everyone was like. Right, ready for a snack, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I brought in pizza once. I had it. I did a presentation. No, you didn't. You yeah, brought a whole pie of pizza. Yeah, a whole pie of pizza. Yeah. You, you, you had probably bring two pies, and everyone can. Unless you had eight people in your class. It was a small class, and I didn't eat one. I think I just brought one garlic knots. That was it. But it worked. Damn, dude. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah, I'd be so stoked. I'd be like, dude, this motherfucker. I can't wait till he goes. Yeah, like I always had stuff for my uh, for one of my presentations. You had to just present how to do something like physically. So I just presented like how I make peanut butter and jelly. Really? So I brought in a toaster and I brought in peanut butter and jelly and like I gave like a a history of why I started to make peanut butter and jelly and like how I learned (laughs) it. How it it inspired you to to do that. How it changed my life, like all that. And it had to be like five minutes. So it was perfect timing. Like it toasted the bread. It's funny because when my, when my, my, in my like how to speech, I did, I did uh, grilled cheese. Oh really? You brought in a grilled cheese maker? I brought grilled cheese and I did the same thing of why I had to do grilled cheese. But my my grilled cheese story was I think was a little funnier, and I actually got away with this. I'm surprised I I didn't fail for it. Yeah. The reason why I did that was because um, when I was in high school, the first time I ever got caught smoking bud, my mom came home and she was like Joseph Giacomo Totagrossa, and I was like, uh oh, she said the full name. Yeah. You know, from an Italian family, like if they say the full name, you're fucked. So yeah. I come up and I'm just like, what's up? <laughs> She's like, got a call from the neighbor today. Said you and your friends were smoking some type of contraption in our backyard. I was like, what? I was like, contraption? I was like, it was a grav bomb. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, so you admit to smoking weed in my backyard. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, contraption. Who the hell said that? Yeah, and my mom was so smart. She's such a clever woman. She was literally like, oh, so since you like smoking weed so much in my backyard, you can pull all the weeds out of the backyard. And uh, since you love that green so much, you can wipe all the lime yeah. off our white picket fence. Yeah, you told me this. Yeah. Yeah, it's and then, so good. You know, since it's like, oh, since I'm not feeding your ass since you uh, got so stoned, she's like, I'm not feeding your ass for a week. <laughs> so I learned how to make grilled cheese. And then that's, and that's that's the story I literally told in front of this class of my of my fucking public speaking class. Did you have one of the presses that makes it a triangle? Triangle. No, you I, know did, what I wasn't. About? I wasn't that. I wasn't that. Uh, so you did a, the old high school, tech, the whole the old school grill, grill and flip. Yeah, grill yeah. and flip. Grill and flip. Yeah. Grill and flip. Yeah. <laughs> the grill and flip method. Yeah. No, I I like the grill and flip. I'm a big fan, but I go with the triangles because it you know it oozes. My grilled cheese days are over, though. Oh, yeah, because you can't... I mean, I could vegan grilled cheese, but I don't even think I'd like it. Like, it, it's not... Isn't vegan cheese about the same thing? What do you mean it's about? Oh, like... Yeah, it doesn't taste yeah. as good, though. Like, it's not... I wouldn't have a grilled cheese with vegan cheese, I don't think. Unless someone finds me a good one. The ones that are, like, you buy at Whole Foods You're aren't that really good. You're not really talking too highly about this vegan life. I just tur- I just turned... Well, you didn't turn. I'm pretty turned. I'm on the flexitarian diet. So, for all our listeners out there, I think flexitarian that's, is yeah. What is, is that? Uh, it's no, no, you know, steak, no pulled pork, no beef, just uh, a little bit of chicken and some fish. Because I got to get my protein in, but and I love chicken. I don't think I can ever give up chicken. Just watch what the health. I'm not even. I can't eat. What can I say? Every time you bring that up, and everybody, it's like forks and knives, and like, what the hell? Those are the two things that everyone's like, watch. Yeah, forks over like, knives. I know it's not good. I know it's not good. Yeah, but you don't know why. You haven't been scared straight. It's I. It's just probably a bunch of like very graphic. <laughs> no, it's not. Images of not just graphic. Like, like like animals getting slaughtered. Like that's I'm, food ink. That'll that'll scar you. Food ink and uh, another one. There's another one called cowspiracy. I get them all mixed up. I like which ones were what. I just remember the facts, you know. Like I don't remember which is what, but I know I've seen um, what the hell like four times. What was the fact that put you over? What was the it, one it, fact that was like, oh fuck, okay, I'm done. Um, there wasn't one fact, but one that scared me the most from what the health was that all the like yo play sponsors breast cancer like pink tie or whatever that stuff is you know how like on the yogurt bottles it'd be like fight breast cancer on the yeah yo play yogurt causes cancer breast cancer oh really yeah the irony in that <laughs> exactly and like they explain how yogurt's bit because even like chobani and all that shit yeah greek yogurt what nothing with dairy in it and like they explain how it so like that that freaked me out and then it all, the government owns every single big foundation, like the American Heart Association, all this crap, or the diabetes, whatever. The big, all the big ones that people donate to, the government, the the big companies own those organizations and like pay them money every year. Oh, God. So they own them. So like the all the information that like the American Heart Association puts up is going to be. About how meat's good for you because the meat industry owns it. Yeah, of course, it's very biased. 
oh bro that's why it's like we grew up this thinking that it's all good for us that's that's like that was the scariest part but it was everything added together you know i don't like preaching i'm just, not preaching i just think it's just i feel like everybody has that one reason or that one like up oh, this is why like you know what i mean like it's almost like they they just like let's see what we could get away with let's see how, how dumb these people are like let's see what we could tell them we'll tell them yogurt uh Yogurt's good for you, and then but it actually gives you cancer, and then we'll pay for a cancer foundation. Yeah, just to be I just like, think fuck the you. irony in all of it is that you know what I mean. It's like I feel like more people would eat healthy and would choose that lifestyle. It's just an expensive lifestyle to to keep up. You know what I mean? It's you know what I mean it's so much easier for you to go to McDonald's and get a fucking five dollar full meal and be full for the whole day compared to you know. You making your own personal meal and it's like gonna be it costs you three times as much and you know what I mean you're barely as full as you as you want to be. I know what you're saying, but it's like eat slower, you know. Like we don't <laughs> don't be yeah. such an American. We don't such need... an American thing to say. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe if you actually fucking chewed your food yeah. instead of fucking <laughs> inhaling give, it down your throat, you need to give your brain time to know that you're full. You know, like. That's why they say, like, the slower you eat, the more full you're going to get off less food because you're not giving yourself time to know you're full. Like, I used to scarf food. Like, I literally used to bite my thumb because I was eating so fast, like spaghetti when yeah. I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would be eating that quick. So, like, I now I realize I've like, slow it the problem. fuck down. Oh my God. I've eaten my thumb, like, you on a slice like, of pizza. You'd eating your hands at the end of the day. Like, you'd be like, Mom. Yo, these spaghettis taste fucking painful. It was real, my, and like everyone would see me, and I'd be like, ah, and then I'd just keep eating. Like, <laughs> that's just fucking shoveling shit down your dude, throat. Dude, it's an addiction. Food's an addiction. I heard that. Um, I read somewhere that it takes you thirty minutes for your brain to realize that you're full. So it's like you know. Yeah, I thought I just said that. Maybe I didn't. We might have said the last. It might have been Fix you. That? That, it might have been you that said it on the last podcast. Yeah, but. Yeah, I think that that's that those are that's oh, yeah. I've heard that before. That's where we want you at. That was a good level right there. Yeah, I'm probably, did I did I not did you not hear me this whole other time? No, I heard you. It was just real low on the screen. So, I mean, I got this is the for now on this is the move. You know, if I okay. do this, let's get on. Joe's <laughs> making uh, sexual moves towards me. If you can't see it on the air, this. Oh, yeah. oh, he's got me. Guy. He got me. We just virtually got the whole fucking weekly sit down. What is that uh, called? Remember in high school? Got like him. The, when you do the little circle thing with your thumb and your hey. pointer finger and you put it below your waist. Oh, she's calling us. Oh, our guest is coming in. Nice. Ask her. <laughs> she wouldn't know. <laughs> she wouldn't know. Hello? Hey, Joe. Hey, Shelly. What's up? Brianna's here with me. Hi, Joe. Hey, Bree. What's going on? How's it going, guys? This is Joe also, actually. Hi, Hi. Joe. You got double Joes. It's hard to remember. It's super easy. You're Joe squared. <laughs> exactly. Um, is the... We got B squared. We got the barn squared, too. Yes. So. Um, is your volume all the way up on whatever you guys are talking on? Um, I'll know in one second as soon as my assistant gets the dog out of the room because he's a barker for a little shit too <laughs> we have our dog in here too we have little diddy yeah he's calm little diddy's volume, chilling on my lap. volume that's my job hold on 
Yeah, go yes. for it. All good? All good. All right, cool. I can Nice. Well, welcome to the show, ladies. We're super excited to have you. We were actually just talking about our overall theme for the, the show, which is the whole positive outlook and the whole positive uh, mentality. We were just talking about the food industry for a little bit. So, you know, healthy body, healthy soul, healthy mind. That whole thing. So I would, uh, I guess we'd like to kind of introduce yourselves and kind of tell everybody what, what you're about, what you're doing, and what, uh, what's going on in your lives. Okay. Well, my daughter Brianna is with me t- today, tonight rather, and she is going to uh, say a little bit about herself, and then she'll say a little something about her mom, and then I'll go on from there. Is that all right? Sounds good. Does. Um, hi. Um, What's going on, my Brie? name's Brianna. I'm 18. I work with my mom. <laughs> and um, I'm an aspiring film director. I'm working on my first film right now. I'm really excited about that. And wow. um, we work together. Mm-hmm. That that she did you get catch that we yeah. work together? Yeah, That's I was amazing. just gonna ask about. I would I would before you, you cut you off. I was gonna ask about that. I was gonna see uh, how's the whole dynamic of the mother daughter uh, work relationship. Is it does it get stressful at times? Is it you know does it? You guys ever fight? Yeah, well, I'm, I I could just imagine that you know you're a little harder on Brie because you know she's your daughter, so you you probably expect a lot. Yeah. Yeah, she's. A great boss, but we fight like a lot. <laughs> but, yeah. um, like every day, but I mean, we work so well together and we're able to, like, okay, let's just fist bump it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just fist Hug bump, out. chest bump. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, good job, bro. But um, yeah. How did this, well how did it all start? Did you guys, have you always worked together? Um, we've always technically worked together. It's just that she never officially hired me. I mm. just did it out of like volunteering and knowing like my mom does a lot. She's always been a businesswoman. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you need someone to help you like all the time, all the time, all the time. And she was like, yeah, yeah you want to do took, it? You took and the role. Assistance. How long has it been? How long has it you been like essentially obviously your whole life but when did you when, sign the deal when was the when was the first uh <laughs> first little gig that she she put you on to do um first little gig was at an aoe event a year ago and i i dyed my hair blonde Ooh. and i remember walking in and i was like oh my gosh and someone was like i thought you were like beyonce or something and i was like no that's an amazing compliment yeah, it's wow. the best compliment i'm, I'm surprised like, you changed your hair back you should be like yeah. i actually am yeah halo <laughs> but yeah we work well together and my mom is just a powerhouse businesswoman um retired navy woman doctor. what shelly yeah superhero you did not tell me that i did not know that what wonder woman yeah yeah, I, sometimes I feel like I'm a Wonder Woman, and you are. not Doctor MD, but working on PhD. I want to put that out there because you know, you, you can't just say things and people will uh, look you want up. Me to operate yeah. on them, although I have assisted in operating rooms for 25 years. Wow! <laughs> wow! Jesus! That was amazing. So how? Go did, ahead, Brianna. 
Okay. <laughs> um, well, I can go on and on because I think she's an amazing redhead boss. <laughs> puts on her boots one heel at a time. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> wow, you have a good role model there, it sounds like. Yeah, she is the Tina Knowles to my Beyonce. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you are Beyonce. I yes. Know it. I love am that. Beyonce. Thank you. <laughs> the highest compliment. Yes. So, what do you do from day to day, Shelly? Like, how's it going? Wow. I guess we have time to go. Well, <laughs> when I wake up, the first thing I do is try to say something positive in the atmosphere. This is so important. Mm. Uh, even at my age, you know, you just get up and you think about your daily grind that you do, but I get up before my feet hit the ground and I say, thank you for waking me up for yeah. whoever, whomever people believe in. But for me, I always say, thank you, God, for Amen. waking me up and get my day started. And then I try to reflect on something that's that I'm grateful for. Yeah. And then I speak in the atmosphere how my day will go. And yeah. it normally works 99% of the time. Hey, if you put it out to the universe, it always it always comes back. Yeah, Tony Robbins. Absolutely. Tony Robbins. Absolutely. Tony Robbins always talks about the same thing, how he'll wake up and say, my life is full of abundance. All my needs are met over and over again, over and over. Yes. When he first wakes up, same kind of thing. Absolutely. And that's, um, I've read um, his material, some of his material, and a few other people, um, some of it escapes me for now, but I'll, I'll write it down in between and I'll know. Um, one of the other things is a gentleman called Jeff Olson. He is the um, CEO and founder of um, a skincare line company called Nerium International. I don't know if I could say that. Yeah. Is it all right for me yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say whatever you okay. want. Okay. And he actually was a, you know, he was living in Hawaii, a surfer, and he wrote the book, The Slight Edge. And that book transformed my life about five or six years ago. I was um, in a severe accident. And Joey, you probably don't know about this as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I, my spine, spinal cord was injured. Oh my God. In 2010. And and 2010 and i had you know spinal surgery about seven hours in the or and i came out and had to learn how to walk and use my left side of my body because that was the part that was affected greatly and um you know seven years later here i am walking dancing oh, on stage boy. with <laughs> joey and sugar hill gang yeah and Oh, she was on stage with yeah, you. Yeah, that's where we met. We met at the hometown yeah. heroes event in, oh. uh, yeah, in Jersey. It was it was awesome. They were the they were the first people I actually met at the event. What did you do? Just walk up to each each other? Or? Uh Tara introduced us. So oh, okay. She, uh, she she introduced us and she told us, "Hey, tell them what's going on." And then next thing I know, we're on stage and uh, her and Bree are front row and and they're grooving out with us. It was <laughs> it was awesome. They were our biggest fans there. It was it was it was a great. It was so much fun. It was a great night. It looked fun. It, yeah. It was a great night, and um, he was the, the entire band was spectacular. Love Vinny, the young lady. I I, I forgot her name, but um, she was amazing. Yeah. And then next to me, sitting next to me, 
was Lisa Ascalise of, um, I was going to say Get Your Goddess, but that's Audrey, of um, Shark, well, yes. Baby. Yeah, I know who she um, is too, actually. You know Lisa Ascalise, mm-hmm. yes. AOE, the adventurous. Mm-hmm. We're sitting next to each other, and Lisa loves to dance. Joey, you know this, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were all on stage together dancing and just i mean it was incre- it was an incredible night but uh-huh. to um get back to what you were saying what do i do like when i get my daily grind oh gosh you know after i give thanks and put positivity into the atmosphere i do one of the things i hate the most which is check all my emails i have thousands oh, tedious of emails. it's the most tedious hate thing it. of the day hate it Mm-hmm. But I do that and try to pass it off to some of the other team members. And then um, I, I hit my grind, my appointments. There are people that bring products to me, their inventions, their ideas, you know, and we try to make it work. Whether I point to, you know, I, I, I'm, called, I'm known as the connector. Yep, I was saying that before. I was like, she's yeah. the master connector. We were calling you... <laughs> We were calling you a social broker. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it, Joe. Love it. <laughs> and um, it sort of fell into my lap. It just opened up because I love helping people. And um, it, it just worked out for me. And the more people I've helped, the more gratifying it felt. Yeah. It's a great feeling to, to be able to, to, to put people in a, in a better position. And I, yeah. I, I say it all the time is that, you know... You can't, no one, no one was put on this earth to, to do it all alone and do it themselves. And the more that people actually open up and can be able to ask for help, you should never mm-hmm. be afraid. And the one thing I say to myself and to, to everybody that I, I come in contact with, never be afraid to ask for help or say, I don't know how to do this because, you know, what, what I might lack in a weakness, you might have in a strength and, and vice versa. Yeah. So I look at it like that. And, and we can all win. You know, together, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's enough pie to go around for everybody. Abundance. Oh, my gosh. That's my philosophy. And, Joe, you know that. Um, Joe, Joey T., you know that that's what I said. There's room for all of us at the top, whatever the proverbial top is. Mm-hmm. Um, we all put our pant leg on at the same, you know, one at a time. Unless you're, like, yep. super fit and you can jump off the bed into <laughs> at the top. But hey, more power to you. Yeah. We should all think of helping each other um, in society alone, especially in business, when someone normally make makes it, and I have air quotes up because you can't see me, I'm very dramatic. Um, Joey, you know I'm very dramatic. I'm over the top. In a good way. But, you know, I talk with my hands a lot, so you can imagine me with my red hair and my arms are going back and forth. You're talking to two Italians over here. (laughs) (laughs) And I tell people, you know, there's room. It's room for each of us. You don't have to. Yeah. It's, you know, a lot of people put uh, scarcity over abundance, you know? Yes, I love that. Scarcity. Wow. Yeah. Abundance. I really love that. It's from a book. I f- totally forget. I think it was <laughs> Grant. It's not original. I think it was Grant Clark. <laughs> I think it was okay. the, the 10X you learn rule. from it and you pass it on. And exactly. you never know whether you read something or someone um, via conversation or something you receiving your eye gate your ear gate however you know some people you know your your third eye what however you receive it it's for someone else 
I always yeah. believe that. I, I believe that it's for someone else. And that little piece just helped me. I asked my daughter, please write that down because I'm going to pass <laughs> it along. So this is what we do all day long, every day. Ah, oh, that's amazing. It's really cool. Another thing that uh, you were talking to me about and I kind of explained to Joe in a little bit is that you're also kind of like a, a positive life coach in a, in a sense. But And you were telling me you have to call it coaching now because you can't physically like call it, give it a, a term like a therapist would because you need a degree or something, right? Yes, and that that's exactly what I, I do. I've done it for all my life, I believe since I was 18. And I... I've mentored thousands of people. I can't even I can't even tell you how many people I've mentored or coached. Back in the day, they would say it was called counseling, and I had to go get a degree in counseling to counsel people spiritually. Really, they have spiritual degrees out there. Absolutely. Wow. Um, oh yes, I come from a long line of bishops and apostles and all of that. So I learned, had to come up that way. And I was um, speaking, motivational speaking, preaching, whatever, since I was a teenager. Traveled mm -hmm. all over the country doing that. And I had no, you know, I didn't know that I would be successful at doing that and that I was helping people. Yeah, it's a little thing people take per, take for granted. I was I was saying before that it's like it's it's all the mentality of how 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 you perceive yourself and how you put yourself out there like that, and it's it sounds kind of um, ridiculous in a sense that you know people automatically just don't have that that ideology about them, and the minute that you put yourself down and put yourself in a negative headspace, it'll follow you. And, and the minute that I met you. I are you radiated with 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 positive energy? You and Brie, you know, and it was it was awesome. So I, I knew that that was definitely something you you do, and to see that you can you can do that and actually almost make a mini career out of this is even amazing because it's like oh you you act like that regardless. You know, if you were coaching someone or if you weren't, you treat everybody the same. You know, what I mean, I felt like even when we met, I was getting a little mentored out of you from 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 everything that uh, you were saying to me, and it was it was just really it's a really great thing to to be able to pass on to people, and people take it for granted that mentality. They do, and I agree with you one hundred percent. It's all about accepting people where they're at, not what they've done, not treating. You know, I'm around a lot of people. I mean, I I can give a lot of credit to Lisa Ascalese, who she's actually, you know, has mentored me through um, past three years or so. And she's such a, a, an amazing person. And the one thing that I've learned, and there are many, trust me, is you treat people the way you want to be treated. Amen. Okay, yeah. if you're an A-list celebrity, I, I'm not even sure where that term came from. I agree <laughs> with that. You know, and, yeah. and people could could argue, hey, you're not an A-list celebrity. And I'm like, I look in the mirror every day and say, I am. <laughs> I am, exactly. <laughs> I am. And I put it out there. You know, I am, um, you know, I do what the, um, not Joey T. Joe, Joe, you can tell me your last initial so I can. Joey R. Say that again. Joey R. Rizzo. Oh, Rizzo. Oh, I just friended you on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> okay, me. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, so Joey, Joe Rizzo, I love that name. Um, 
I forgot what I was saying. You're I saying was going to say... The way, you car- the way you carry yourself in life. And- well, she yes. said the golden rule, you know? Do unto others as you would have yes. do unto you. Larry David. Or- Larry David, out. yeah. Curve your enthusiasm. <laughs> Which I love the show. And so I'm so stoked that it's coming back. Yeah, on. me too. I just, I literally, I saw it on the news and I called Joe and I was like, I'm freaking out. Like, what's, what's the news? What's the news? I was like... Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, I back was, for season ten. He's thinking that I'm, I thought the cartoon like got yeah, picked up. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Oh, I'm psyched, and I'm gonna DVR every episode. Oh, awesome! Listen, we may we went we may um do a movie night, Joey, Joe, both Joes. We'll do a movie night and you know do something with curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, a hundred percent. Let's do something like that. A hundred percent on the road. Yeah, and that goes back to that goes back to a little bit of Bree. She she's doing the whole director thing. I would I would yeah, love to touch that? I would love to touch on that a little more and see like what's the direction, what what's the what's the first big thing that you're that you're in the works with and what kind of what made you wanna kinda start this up. Um, the first thing I'm actually in the works with right now is making a documentary film. Hmm. And I'm really excited about that. Um I had a very interesting childhood and like pre-adulthood life and I was talking again to Lisa and she was like these aren't things that happen to normal people and you having this creativity and love of art can help other people and I was like I always wanted to direct film ever since I was a little girl and I would see like The Lion King Mm -hmm. I watched it like 12 times a day every day (laughs) (laughs) and I just fell in love with it I love film i love um different people's takes on different emotions and characters and even biographical films i love that it's what i want to do with the rest of my life oh that's so cool that you know what you want and you have your mom that's so supportive too that's a big thing so the documentary are you going to be are you going to be starring in it yourself too um i'm planning on not starring in it i'm probably going to insert photos of myself but I am going to interview a lot of people in my family, people that I know. And that's the direction. It's going to be like a, a realistic take of my life. Do you have a name for it yet? Yeah, do you have like a basic uh, idea of what it's about that you could tell? Um, I can tell a little bit because it's still like in the works right now. Mm-hmm. But You want to give away all it, your secrets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not all my secrets. Yeah, not yet. Save it for but, the big screen. Um, I wanted to do an interesting take, like almost like an undertone of like a scary take, but it's like an emotional way. It's just all of this and it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about that and what it's going to be and what it's going to turn out to be. That's awesome. Do you write too at all? I do yes. write. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I write a lot. I write. As much as my mother, not as much actually, but I write a lot. Yeah, you're talking kind to of, two big writers too. What kind of writing do you do? Yeah. Um, I'm really into poetry. Oh, I nice. love poetry. We've had a couple poets on on this show. We had the number one Latin poet on Amazon. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, he was good. He gave us some some uh, some of his work. It was really good. He just had a book come out, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, his name's Angel Ventura, if you ever want to check him out. Oh, I think I I've heard of him, actually. I'm like really that. into, like, everything. Like, I actually was taught Spanish a lot in school, so now I have, like, a pretty good understanding of it. Mm. So I really like that. And I like a book that I'm reading right now. It's called Milk and Honey. I've Amazing book. 
Um, um, it's by Rupi Carr, and it's really like helped me a lot. So that's kind of like. It's about poetry or writing or what's it about? It's actually about her life, but she put it in poetry form Mm -hmm. and it's amazing and she kind of divided it up by each emotion she felt in different parts of her life oh and it's amazing you know the poetry i I like poetry too you um do you follow button poetry i don't oh they're really good they're uh it's like kind of like i guess slam poetry in a way Mm -hmm. but um it's just really good look at them look them up button poetry they're on youtube instagram everything and I just saw one of the the main girls perform last week. I won this Twitter like contest, and she gave me a free ticket. Oh, that's where you were in the city last week. Yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah. Was, Wait amazing. a minute. Yeah. You were in Brooklyn last week. I was in Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn like every week, basically. Yeah, Shelly was there too. You were doing. I wanted to ask you about that. How that whole thing go Holy with the the mackerel. church? Yeah. I I don't know. Like, um, well, Joey T, you would know, um a lot about the different genres of music. Mm-hmm. He's a gospel artist, a, a big gospel artist, and he's been around for 20 years or so. And he is based out of Brooklyn. So we were there, you know, because I have some clients mm-hmm. from um, Love Fellowship Church in Brooklyn. I forget the address, but I can, you know, always plug them later. But he, he's his name is Bishop Hezekiah Walker. He's on like every big venue that they've ever done, but he's he's like you, Joe. He's talented, but doesn't think that he's better than everyone. Humble. He's been through a lot, mm-hmm. um, but it went it went great. It went great, and um, we'll have to take you out to dinner up there. <laughs> there, uh, a few of my clients are um, chefs and caterers and awesome food. Brooklyn and you seems guys would to enjoy be. That. I would love yeah. to send you guys something through them oh that would be awesome that would be great yeah, i've been seeing myself in brooklyn a lot lately. i was actually yeah. in bushwick last night i was getting my uh, my stomach tattoo finished all the artists live out there that's where it is are you kidding me yeah your stomach yeah i got oh, my whole stomach tattoo belly button too everything i'm 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 getting there for it's for the apps i've been doing a lot of uh promo work with that and it's uh it's been coming really good. We're we're about a. I just signed off for the Apple to Apple and Android today, so it's going to be launched on January first, the first day of the new year. Beautiful. All right. So now are we waiting on you because you know we're going. That was our. I'm going to take care of all of that. You and Bree are not going to have to pay for a single thing. I'll hook you up with the artist, and I'll take care of every single thing. Don't don't you worry about that. It's uh, it's super it's super exciting. But yeah, going what, do they back, do? what do you mean? What are you talking about? Their tattoo. They want to get a tattoo. That's how oh. ta- that's how actually Tara kind of introduced. Yeah, Tara introduced introduced us. They were they wanted to get some work done in Tara. Oh, like a mother daughter. Tara kind of suggested. Yeah. What what were you what were you thinking about doing again? Well, mother daughter having tattoos, but nothing alike. This girl is out of the box. So I'm thinking a butterfly, a flower, her, <laughs> you know, a heart thing. And she's like, I'm asleep. Here, you can tell them. <laughs> I actually, um, because I draw a lot too, I started sketching my Japanese half sleeve. Ooh, so, oh. yeah. Japanese style is really, really good. I, got, I know a guy that, that, that'll do great Japanese style work. This- is this going to be you guys' first tattoos, or you have other ones? Uh, yeah, it's going to be both of ours' first tattoos. Wow, you're going sleeve right off the bat. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it's the, hey, yeah. go hard I or go a, home. I think I have a high pain tolerance, and I'm not going to like 
tap out. So. It depends on where you get it. It's uh, yeah. you know, it's it's there's, there's a lot of sensitive spots. Like my my stomach wasn't as bad. It's when I got up to my sternum, it was it yeah, the was ribs pretty, like area. Pretty bad. And it's so cool that you know you your mom is so super cool about it because my I'm come from a very traditional like italian family so my mom was like no tattoos no nothing now my mom has two tattoos herself yeah you know what i mean wow. so it's, yeah so she's kind of accepted and i think that she kind of has to now that you know my my business is in that industry so mm-hmm. you know as long as she's always looked at it as as long as it's not um it's well it's also a different time now you know it's it's evolving and, and people can be in you know powerful positional roles there's doctors lawyers Everybody, it's. I feel like nowadays it's more you see. Yeah, it's more definitely. of a rarity to see someone without a tattoo than it is to see someone with a tattoo. That's yeah. true. Someone who has no tattoos, yeah, it's pretty rare. Yeah, so it's, but it's cool, and I, I love uh, going back off of that. I thought it was pretty cool going into the since we're launching on the new year. It's a it's a new day, new year for for everything. I think that I'm pretty sure Shelly was telling me that you were gonna talk about you know going into. 2018 with a more positive attitude and a more positive outlook and you were wanting to kind of say some things for our viewers um yeah i'm going into 2018 with a whole new understanding of life yeah i am in a different place in my life i'm more mature even though i'm young but i'm more mature (laughs) um i appreciate life because i know that everyone's life is important and I wasn't in a place last year where I could wake up and look out of my window and see the beauty in the world and be excited about every mm. day. And I'm, that's where I am right now. And I'm going to take that attitude into the new year. That's awesome. That's what, awesome. what happened between this year and last year that changed your outlook? Um, I actually um, was diagnosed with PTSD. So um, I was in a car accident with my mom. Um, some other severe bullying happened and I was diagnosed with that. Um, I survived actually, um, six suicide attempts. So I just woke up and I remember my mom was there and she was comforting me and she just whispered into my ear, you're not going to die. And I remember that moment. And from that day on, I just had this energy inside of me and I just knew that I wasn't going to die and I was going to fight for my life with everything that I had. Amen. Wow. God Holy bless. crap. Thank you for telling, sharing that. With yeah. Us. It's, it's, it takes a lot to, to be yeah. able to, to, to be, have the strength and then you're very blessed that you have a, uh, such an amazing mother too that, that that's there about that. And I'm, I'm such a big advocate on family and how, and how important it is, you know, cause you're going to go through life and, you're going to meet a lot of friends and a lot of people that are that, you know, my grandfather told me one thing that really stuck with me before he passed away is that, you know, when you, you go through life, you're lucky that if you have three good friends in your life, the rest of the people you meet are all acquaintances. But the one thing that you're always going to have is your family. So no matter what, you know, they're always going to be in your corner and they're always going to be the ones who, Something. when you're down are going to be fighting for you. So I, I really have a huge testament to that, and I, I appreciate you for, for bringing that up. One thing you'll always have is yourself, honestly. Like, yeah, that too. Like, that's something I've learned this year. I read a bunch of books this year, so it was actually a really good year for that. <laughs> um, you guys ever read Be Here Now by Ram Das? You... I haven't. Oh, that's a really good one. That, that book changed me too. Um, 
yeah, like I wasn't living in the moment, you know, like always just thinking about what I had to do next, you know, not just like what you're like what you said when you look out the window and you just appreciate what you're seeing. I was just always thinking about the next thing I had to do. And then you're just never living, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, sometimes you get caught up in like momentary things or situations and it can take your focus off of what's actually important. And mm-hmm. what's important is your perspective and how you feel at the end of the day. I said 100%. to my mother, I didn't want to come home from an exciting event and still be sad. I wanted to come home and be content every single day. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm striving for in 2018. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. What, what about you, Shay? What, do you, what is something you want to leave in, in 2017? Well, I've actually already left it. <laughs> Good. In 2017, one thing that I really wanted to get some of the people that I mentor and coach is do not wait until the stroke of 12 to put into place or into action what you can do in 2017. We often make resolutions of what we will do January 1st. I say start today. Yes. Start yes. Tonight. Don't wait until 2018 because the mindset of most people is yes, January, we're all hitting the gym. We're all doing this. We're all doing what you insert your thing there. And <laughs> yeah, we we all do this. But I say start now. Let me just um, mm-hmm. say this. And usually when I'm um, around people and they tap into my energy, so to speak, I can foresee things that some people may not be able to. Joey, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the thing about it is the doors are open in 2017. So. If you have an open door, if you have access today, why are you waiting Yeah. until the stroke of 12? You've wasted two weeks. <laughs> it's so funny that you're saying this because we were we started the podcast like a half hour before you guys called. And we were talking about what we wanted to change. And my number one thing was procrastination, which is exactly wow. what you're saying. Yeah, it's weird. Super weird. You'll like, hear it when you re-listen to this. It's really funny. Yeah, it kind of came It kind of came full circle. And I, and I, I think that that's such a, a, a great thing to leave behind, something that people don't do. You know, everyone has these New Year resolutions, New Year, New Me type of situations. And, you know, yet, you know, if it's, you know, it's funny, you see January 1st, everybody, and like you said, everyone's in the gym or something like that, but it's who's there in, in May 1st, who's actually going right. to be there and pushing it through. And it's like, why, why start till tomorrow to do it now? And I've, I've been such a big advocate like that because no one's going to do it unless, unless you do it. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And if I could leave this, this is, I guess, one of my mantras Um, And I I would hope that you guys could carry it on throughout the rest of the year and even going into 2018 and and just say it every day. All doors are open now. Mm, That's a good one. All doors are open now. I love it. I love it. Do you guys, are you guys spiritual? Do you guys meditate? Go to the church or anything? Absolutely. Absolutely. Everything? We meditate. We pray. We know that there is a higher power than us. Um, one of the things about me is um, I grew up in the church, like Joey said, he did um, very, he was talking about the um, being Catholic and this really like 
denominations, I don't do <laughs> that anymore because we grew up traditionally Baptist, um, Episcopalian. We've been around the block, mm-hmm. Pentecostal, all of that. And one thing that I found out is that the church, meaning all churches, all denominations, are not all inclusive. They are exclusive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, which is um, funny because they every religion really has the same undertone yes, meaning to it. Yes. So it should be all accepting, but it really right. there. It isn't. It's, it, that's why I'm not really too into religion either. I'm more. Um, I feel like the I'm part of the universe, you know, like um, I always say, like how we're made up of the same stuff that stars are made of. They're just a bunch of atoms put together. <laughs> we're so are stars. So I feel like we're I'm just part of everything. You, you guys feel like the oneness, you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah, It is the oneness. And I always quote and this is a quote actually from the, the King James version of the Bible. It says we came from the dust. Mm hmm. And we will go back the way that we came. So yeah. this body that we're in will decay and rot. It's yeah. okay, but the spirit man will live on forever. Yeah. This is what I always say. <laughs> and you know that we're more than just human flesh. Yeah. We're just in these. This is a vessel. You know, like you're, right. you die, your energy doesn't get destroyed, it goes somewhere else. Right. Absolutely. And this is where, like, I sat straight up when you started talking about that, because that's the vein that I'm in right now. (laughs) And I try to teach that to people that there's more to this life than just this. We are great. We have been created to be great. We have greatness in us, not a separate set of people Mm -hmm. or denomination or ethnicity. We are all unified and one. And I speak that wherever I go. And it's amazing. I attend an event. Um, I try to go at least once a month. Sometimes I can't. It's um, a dear friend of mine. She's a registered nurse. Her name is Nancy Wetstein. And she is over, I'm not sure if you heard of the Baha'i religion or Baha'iism. Is it Brianna? And... Mm. Their message is unity. Yeah. And when we get together, you have people that are from all various backgrounds, walks of life, and we don't talk about our differences. We talk about what we have in common. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, what you like about each other. Like, that's what right. we should be talking about. That's, we're more effective that way. And when I first came into the, the, the room, it was like I walked in and all eyes were on me and I felt like, whoa, is something out of place? <laughs> and they said, no, when you walked in, there was a rush of energy, positive energy that came in with you. And I said, oh, OK, I understand yeah. that. This is what happens <laughs> when taken... I walk into a room. Many people say, oh, gosh, Shelly, you command the room. And I said, OK, <laughs> yeah. but it's are the you, energy. Uh, are you a Scorpio? What are you? No, I am not. I'm a Gemini. Nice. So are you, right? No, I'm a cancer. Oh, you're a cancer. I'm super emotional. You know what? I love that because I I get along with, uh, well, just about anyone, depending on which twin you're talking about. Yeah. Which which, uh, sign are you? I'm a Libra. Joey's a cancer. That's okay. 
<laughs> Everyone always says that. They're like, oh, Libra. <laughs> no, and that's, <laughs> that's and, okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's just status quo. But yeah. Libras are loyal and gentle and faithful, mm-hmm. and they're procrastinators. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm you saying. know what? You've changed that because your door of um, not be, you know, the door of not procrastinating is open. You're going to walk through that door. You're never going to look back mm-hmm. at procrastination and you're going to move forward today, tonight, right now and say, you know what? I'm not that anymore. It's so I used cool. to be, but I'm not. I don't have to look at that. So you just imagine in your mind shutting the door on procrastination. It's so cool that you're saying this stuff. Like last night, I literally was fed up with my procrastination at like one o'clock in the morning. And I just, my, all my folders and stuff on my laptop were a mess. And like nothing was organized. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> F, fuck this, I'm done. I switched oh, up. Oh, we could use those words on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, can, you can get you can get as, as into it. It's all natural here. Yeah, you can say whatever oh, you want good. here. good. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm done with this. And I just organized everything. I put everything in the folders. I changed my background to do it now. And then I made a dream board and like, I just went crazy last night. Oh, nice. And, but it's so funny. Like the very next day you're telling me all this stuff. I love it. It's a, it's well, serendipity. You know it's not by happenstance and it's not coincidence. Um, I believe every, everything is divine, especially when I'm involved. I, I know that there's a divine agenda. Every person that I meet, I will know. And, and Joey will tell you within 30 seconds or less yeah yep i'm gonna read your energy and i'm gonna know mm, or yeah but you know i won't treat you differently that's the difference in maturity yeah yep. now, it's 20 just years being ago, conscious I of it would have said something negative but i will leave you with something positive even if i will not cross your path again by choice now Exactly. And I was talking about, we, we had this conversation before too, is that, you know, any, anybody can have some negative reactions or negative thoughts about you, but I, I, I try to make it my, my point across to people that like, you can be as mean as you want to me. I'm going to be as nice to you as possible because I'm going to make it physically hard for you to be mean or to say something bad about me because then it just shows a reflection of your character. If after all of that, you still have that, uh, idea idea of me so yeah. and you're, you're so you're so right when it comes to that and i'm also a very big advocate of everything happening for a reason just like us crossing paths at that event and like everything from from then to now and everything in my life is it's another big thing that i've i've realized too is to say you know when when things get bad it's my grandfather also used to say this to me you say this too shall pass yes which is a big thing that i i kind of i put onto everything is is that you know if it's not going to realistically matter three, five, even two, even three hours from now, well, why even worry about it? You can't, you can't control the, you can't uh, worry about the things you can't control. Yeah, it's like one of those quotes, uh, like what you were saying of other people's opinions. It was, uh, I think, it was Anthony Hopkins, the guy from uh, from Hannibal or Signs of the Lambs. He said, um, "It's none of my business what other people's opinions are of me." Absolutely. And that is so true. And when we and I could speak to every generation from 50 on down, I could speak to 
the the ten year olds, the twenty year olds, the thirty year olds, the forty year olds, and the fifty year olds, without giving you my age, <laughs> but you, you can kind of figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, at ten, you know, you want everyone to like you. At twenty, you're more trusting, and you want everyone to to like you and love you, and you really try to please people, and you know, to do that. At thirty, you don't have it quite yet but you start to get a sense of where you're headed you start to think more serious about okay what am i doing with my life where do i want to be five years from now ten years from now at 40 you get better something happens at the stroke of your birthday on your 50th birthday (laughs) you pretty much don't give a crap about any opinions are of you and you don't go to bed with that record. I, I'm not sure how old you are, but I know Joey's old soul. Joey T- Toro is an old soul, and he knows about the vinyl and having a needle and a handle to play music. And that will play that at the end of that LP, which it was called back then, it would just have a scratching noise, and it would just continue until you either shut it off or picked the handle up and placed it in the holder. It would play all night long Hmm. and it would just play over and over and over and over again. And that's what negative thoughts do to us. What a great analogy. Mm -hmm. It it plays over and over and over. I love that so much. You ever, um, I'll, I'll bring up another book. You guys ever read, um, Either the happiness advantage, or um, oh, I forgot the other one. It'll come back to me. You ever read the happiness advantage? I'm like, how to be happy. I, I don't think so. We're behind in a little bit of what you're saying because we're we're on the same path. Yeah. Um, as far as with um books that uh enlighten us and then open our ourselves up to important um things about ourselves because if you don't love yourself you won't love anyone else yeah Yeah. i've read the secret um i'm sure you guys have you're on the same path Mm -hmm. oh yeah for sure the the documentary the the video of it my daughter and i were moved to read that um and watch that years ago Mm -hmm. and we started thinking hey wow let's if we think differently we will be different paradigm shift change what you think paradigm shift what we say we have we have yeah exactly that's what tony robbins were and he says he's been saying uh my life is full of abundance all my needs are met since he was poor living in some other state i forgot where he was but he had no money at all but he just made it real which is exactly what the secret is exactly and that's exactly what it is and when you mentioned the paradigm shift um, a few years ago, I, you know, I teach as well. Um, I teach on spiritual matters and just even how to cope with life, um, being a survivor um, myself of rape and molestation. I know people, I know that I just took a big turn. Oh my gosh, you just said that. Yes. It's um, all right. Safe space survivor. here. Say that again. It's a safe space here. You can be as honest. I, oh. I, I was talking. We, yeah, it's Joey weird. got I, into some I, stuff I some before you were on. It's weird. It's weird that the, 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 that's where because it's it's very it's a, it's great that we're we're also trusting on this that you know because I opened up a little earlier before you you came on the show about everything with like my family and like my 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 past and my father and you know how that kind of uh, 
transitioned into making me who I am today. And kind of briefly, uh, what I was going to say is my father's been, he's been locked up for a majority, pretty much my whole life. I haven't seen him since I was about like 11 years old. And, um, you know, I, I took that choice and a big thing of it is because of my mother and she is my rock. She is everything that anything that I do in life, I, I strive to give back to her because she has sacrificed so much and, and has done so much for me to put me in a, in a situation where I've never had to feel like I had less than, you know what I mean? I never had to feel like I, I wouldn't, didn't fit in growing up because she always made sure that I, I, I had everything that I, I needed to, to put me on the path where, where I am today. And I, I look at it like this is that, you know, a lot of people go through life and, you know, they say, oh, I'm a victim of circumstance. I, 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 this is how, I mean, it's genetic. This is how, how I'm supposed to be. This is how things, this is just the cards laid out for me and I have no con- control over it. And I've kind of taken a step back uh, and realized that, you know, I'm not going to do that. If anything, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have... Um, the vision to see that these are the things that I shouldn't do and these and this is how I, I can I, I just have to act the opposite to mm-hmm. than being the way that my father was and you know and, and everything like that and, and it's just it was just a really big uh, and it's really who who how I made myself and who I am today and that's why I'm such a positive energy and I, I give it back because I know what it can be like to to you know be in that situation where you feel hopeless and, and vulnerable and you know, everybody feels like that. But, you know, if you have your family and if you have people who actually care and, and support you, then that's that's realistically all you need in, in your life. That's mm-hmm. so awesome. And you're right about I don't like to say right a lot. I just mm-hmm. you. I love how you were able to just share that without any hesitation and. I believe in being 100% transparent. 100%. 100. 100%. Yes. 100. Transparent. 100 or 100. As the Keep case. it 100. Yeah. Keep it 100. <laughs> and I believe in that because what's inside of you, by you sharing that story, Joe, most people that, that are on tonight are going to be helped. by what you're saying because you're so open and transparent and a lot this is where I flow this is where I flow as far as speaking into people's lives and helping them to overcome some of the things in their and from their past and having gone through a lot of things one day we'll be able to share you know you know my story as from where I came from um, and to where I am now and to, I don't look like what I've been through. How about that? Yeah, that's a great mm-hmm. way to put it. That's awesome. Do you guys ever, um, I'll bring up another author. You guys ever hear of Alan Watts? I think my daughter has something by Alan. Wisdom of in Insecurity? Say that one more time. The Wisdom of Insecurity? That I have heard of. I don't think I've read that, but I'm writing down... <laughs> because I'm a researcher we are so Alan Watts really changed my life too he's this philosopher he lived through like the 60s 50s 60s 70s he died in the 70s but he was just way ahead of his time his lectures are all over YouTube if you ever want to check them out they're they're amazing I fall asleep to them like almost every day but one of the big things he talks about is how along the lines of what you said like or anyone who thinks like something bad has happened to them 
he says like nothing bad can happen to you it's only the thing that's supposed to happen to you and all you can do is learn from it and good or bad is subjective it's uh if you don't if you make it good it, it can be good so um that's just one of the big things he talks about and that's really awesome and it does uh, you know and i believe in that um it's what you what you make it to be and you you glean from everything that happens in your life mm-hmm. you glean something and it's not just for you you go through life and you help other people and I'm a big advocate of, um, it's an old saying, sweep around your own front porch before you start sweeping around mine. <laughs> Meaning if you're minding your own business, focusing on improving yourself, you don't worry about the speck that's in someone else's eyes, eye, but you worry about the beam the the tree limb sticking out of your own meaning that you have your own mess and garbage make someone else feel incredibly great today yeah instead of pulling people down or tearing people down when you reach for negativity or negative things about other people it's an indication that you have some um insecurities about yourself one of the things that i you know i do a lot of teaching one of the things that I taught this one group, and they brought it up, one of my students, um, I believe it was yesterday, she we, she called me and said, you know, I just want to thank you about um, one of the classes you taught years ago. And I said, okay, which class? Because I, I couldn't remember. I was a teacher for a long <laughs> so time. Many. And she said, you had set the table or the classroom. I put all the desks together, and I had hand mirrors on every desk they were facing down so that they couldn't see the mirror and i said to the class i want you to think about some of the horrible things that people have said or done to you think about it and some of them you know you can tell in your body posture some people were very uncomfortable And I said, if you could speak to that person right now that did you wrong in some way, turn the mirror over and speak to that person. And they were like, wait a minute. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, that's going to be me in the mirror. I'm not comfortable, you know, because it's not that person. Well, to make a long story short, they were able to speak about or negative things about the person as long as the mirror was facing down. Uh-huh. And I told them, I said, now, go ahead, flip the mirror over <laughs> and you, say those things. You see yourself you, saying negative you. things and you're just like, probably like, I can't, what am I doing? Right. Yeah. And well, he who is without sin, this is a quote from the Bible, let him cast the, the first stone. stone. And that's a story where in the, I always say, my daughter says, the olden days, and it's in the Old Testament, and I did a lot of study for um, for school for my for things I had to learn about Orthodox Judaism, it's like theology. Yeah, theology. You know, I have my BA in that. I had to study people and what they had to go through. So one of the stories, it's a parable, and 
the Old Testament, no, it's New Testament because it's um, it's um, AC, BC, AC, AC. And it was about Jesus Christ. And he was at a well. He was at, um, not at a well, that's a different story. He was at a point where there was a woman who was found, I don't know how they found it, they were looking through her windows, <laughs> found her in the act of adultery. She was married and she was getting it on with, you know, Joe Jim down the street or whatever. She was getting it on with him, but he was also getting it on with her. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what they did was they took the woman from her home and they were going to stone her. That was the punishment for adultery. Yeah, it's her fault. Right, for the woman. <laughs> yeah. Now, I figured, you know, drag his ass out yeah. and stone the two of them together. <laughs> but yeah. they were going to stone, and they looked at, he. Jesus was there, and they said, well, rabbi, teacher, what do you think we ought to do? And he never looked up. He just was, I, I was, I'd like to say he was writing poetry in the sand. That's how I look at it. Mm -hmm. And he wrote in the sand with a stick. He never looked up to address any of the Pharisees or the Sadducees or the, the naysayers. He just said, he that is without sin, cast the first stone. Mm -hmm. Meaning if you have had a squeaky clean record, <laughs> you've never lied. You've never, you know, stolen or whatever. And you've been perfect all of your life. Cast the first stone. Now, that's that's easy parable 101, theology 101. The revelation behind it is he never threw a stone. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, because nobody's it's, perfect. It perfect Hello? is perfect is this <laughs> perfect is also subjective. Like you can think I can think I'm perfect now, you know, like but I have lied, but I could just not think that that it is a characteristic of someone who's perfect. It's an opinion. There you go. And my take on perfect or perfection is maturity. So when you hear the word perfect don't think of, I've never done anything wrong. Think of maturing, maturation. Putting yourself in someone Empathy. else's shoes. Empathy is everything. It is. Gary V. You guys know Gary V? Yes. All right, yeah, Gary V. He loves, he, it's all he talks about is empathy. That's everything. It is. And, I, you know, I'm a big advocate for that. And, and Joey knows that as well that i love making people feel good about themselves oh yeah she My does it. every time i talk to her i feel good <laughs> yeah i feel and, great and the same thing i feel great right now yeah it's this is this is exactly what i this is that exact conversation i think we need to have on this show with everyone even just in general just to because mm -hmm. uh the you know the, especially with everything that got, has gone on in this year and you know throughout all of our lives it's just it's always good to be as reflective as this is and and really appreciate like you said just appreciate where you are and where you're going and it's it's very it's very um it's hard to it's hard to put it into into words because you we we all and I, I've seen this from gravitating toward you guys is that the one thing we all have in common is we all feel really hard. 
Yeah. And it's and it's you know it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse. I feel like at the same time, and I feel like my biggest weakness that could be, and I I've I've looked at this as I I mis- I have a lot of people who mistake my kindness for weakness, and it's because you know I I use the golden rule. I treat everybody the way that I I, I want to be treated, but you know. <laughs> It's sad to say that that's not the world that we live in. And if it was, there'd be a lot less wars, a lot less, you know, fighting, a lot, a lot more getting along. If people could just have the same mentality that all of us have on, have right now, it it, it would just be a totally different place. Mm. The so I'll go to Alan Watts. He says that you can't stress that kind of stuff because no matter what, there's always going to be a yin to the yang. There's always going to be people who do act like that or else everyone would just be the same so like there has to be those kind of people in order for there to be a balance the other kind of people yeah so no matter what you you can't do that just live the best life that you can and i don't know like i i used to get depressed like that like thinking about the world like all the killing and all the kids starving and yes it's um like all we can do is try and help as much as we can but stressing it and getting depressed and sad about it is isn't going to help anyone because you can't help it sadly you can't help everybody and it's 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 a hard thing to say it's and another thing is i think i i was the same way i would look at the news and see Mm -hmm. everything that was going wrong and i would feel depressed and i realized that i had to kind of turned around into like a positive emotion it's hard though and i really do understand what you're saying yeah but you can like it's it's almost like one of those things where you're watching from the outside looking in yeah and Mm -hmm. you have to do something about it i think that's how i had to look at it and i was like and i can't keep on feeling this way and feel like i can't reach out to people i have to do something about it you know yeah, it's hard because, you know, it sucks that when, with all the media and stuff that you, you rarely see the good things, you know what I mean, because that doesn't sell. You know, people would rather yeah. put on, on TV and all this stuff, all the negative things to say what's wrong with everybody, you know, and it's also on the other side of it. It's like me and I know you're both you ladies are the same way with us. You know, none of us do any of this for the praise of it, you know what I mean, and the minute that you you, you do a good deed – to look for that that reciprocation of that it is it just kind of takes away the good deed that you're doing it in itself in general. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You should do it. I learned from my mother and from other positive people in my life that you should do things and not look for the praise at the end or kind of like a religious saying is like go into the closet and like I know that sounds weird but like go into your personal space and do it and not doing it around a bunch of people, but just do it in quiet. Like basically means like what you just said. Yeah. Um, just doing it out of the kindness of your heart. And I feel like it's so showy now, especially on social media, like everyone's trying to show something and show off. And I feel that if everyone thought like you guys in being positive and just doing it out of the kindness of your heart, like you said, it would be a better place. I totally agree. And going back to, you know, I feel like I brought up my grandfather a lot, like God rest his soul. Um, The one thing that he did leave with me before he passed was he said, uh, Joseph, the test of someone's true character uh, reflects when no one else is in the room watching or when no one's there. That's the definition of integrity. 
Joey. That's integrity and character. Doing what's right, even when no one else is looking. Yep. Amen. That's that's a big thing, and that's something that I carry with me every every single day. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and you guys are uh, uh, you're, you guys are awesome. <laughs> you too, Shelly. You fall right in line with all our beliefs. Like we always talk like about this kind of stuff, just not exactly the same, but. We always get into it like this. It's good to have a break like that where, you know, it's it's not like we're... Because usually a lot of the people we have on the show, it's it's mostly like something interesting that they're doing in their life and or their business that they're running or, 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 or something like that. And it's kind of like almost like a, a self-promotion for them. And we, we, right. we never really get to un, really truly dive deep on who the people are on, on the show. Because people are shy to talk like that, honestly. Like that... Like the... No one really likes to talk like this, or I do, but like many people don't. Yeah, where they they don't like getting deep. Mm-hmm. And it's good wow. to have that have that like little break from everything and actually being reflected. I think it's the perfect thing for us to to do, and and especially at this time of year, going into the end of it and and starting this new year, I really feel like just this conversation alone has has made me more of a aware person of of who I am. So thank you wow. guys for thank you guys for thank that. Thank you. Wow, that's so nice, and we appreciate um, you having us tonight and um, sharing. We, on our end over here, you can't see us, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture of Brianna and I, Joey, and I'll send it to you. Please do. Um, Brianna and I together, we're just chilling out in her dressing room. Yes, my daughter has a dressing room. I do not, however, have (laughs) a dressing room, but she has one. She does a lot of things, but. we're, we have taken a lot of notes over here because I believe that you can learn from everyone. Oh, yeah, There's that's what we always that say. That's what we always say, like, with our guests. We say we'll have anyone on the show that's passionate about what they're doing because, literally, I've spoken to just homeless people in the subway and had conversations and learned something. You can learn something from anyone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And can I just say that I know that you guys are going to be successful. I really... Since that, I'm putting it in the atmosphere. All of your endeavors, you keep your heart pure the way that it is, the two of you. You're, I'm telling you, you're going to take the world by storm. You, you, really, you really are. And Thank it's you. amazing. And I'm so glad that I had an opportunity to be in your space. And I don't think this is the last that we're going to hear. No, no, not at all. Not at all. You, you already know that, Shelly. That I'm, I'm. This is a long. This is this is a long, long, long term friendship and endeavor until we're six feet under and then some. We already uh, designated movie night, right? For... Yeah, this is this yes. is happening. We're holding you to I that. Have a whole list of uh, movies and everything. So a hundred percent, we are there. Wow, that in the in the books because um, I got one more for you by the way too. Good, we can write that down too. This one talks about um, before when you were talking about the voices in your head, the negative ones that are always talking like negatively. Mm-hmm. This book's called The Untethered Soul, and yes. you read that? Yes, but don't get, get, just say it so for uh, other people. Okay, it's by Michael Singer. Um, I read it three times. It's amazing. It talks about. The guy in your head, that other voice, or guy or girl, that voice is just your roommate. Like, everyone has that guy. <laughs> and he's always there. He's always going to be talking he trash. He doesn't pay rent. Yeah, he doesn't pay yeah. rent. He's, he's, <laughs> he's always he's always talking trash about you. But, like, just know that he, that's how, how he is. That's his personality. 
you just got to just not listen to him and go with your, your gut or your real self, I guess. Absolutely. That is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that's amazing. So <laughs> do you have things that are coming up that we should know about? <laughs> we yeah we we're we're stuff. doing we're doing a lot of stuff so you obviously know about the app that i'm that i'm developing um also a big thing that we did yes uh two days ago which is pretty crazy we recorded a song with the sugar hill gang Ooh. holy mackerel yeah you they came down yeah that. they came down to the studio in farmingdale with us we we recorded a whole track with them it was it was awesome we're actually Tomorrow we're we're finishing more tracking with them. They're gonna come to the studio again and uh, finish the song. So we have a single coming out with them, which is super exciting and it's it's just super surreal to to think that you know we're we got we have the opportunity to link up with them. And uh, another thing that's transitioning into that is um, me and Joe just uh, started writing a cartoon that well, we finished it. We finished a cartoon that that is actually getting greenlit for uh, for Cartoon Network and for Netflix. So. The, Super proud. Yeah, so the development company that's making my app, they also own an animation studio that's connected to the development company and Cartoon Network, and uh, Netflix reached out to them, and we're like, listen, we have all this money to, to for new content for 2018. You have done an ama- amazing work uh, animating cartoons for us. We would love for you to have a show for us ready to to launch into 2018 and Tommy reached out to me and he was like uh, who's the main head developer and he's like listen Joey like you know you wrote a show already he's like I would love to you know kind of put this in your hand we'll we'll take care of the animation you take care of the writing and the voiceovers and all that so I I brought Joe on board because Joe's another amazing writer and uh where we just finished that now we're in the uh in the works of that's getting animated right now so those are the big things okay. coming out, yeah. Which is going back to Brie too. You know, you are you are a director. We would love. I would love. Like, I was once... just gonna say that. Yeah, like we could get. I would love Brianna's input on it. Yeah, and have her, have her, have her. Um, uh, like you know, shooting around some ideas, and then plus I look at it like this: is that you know, once you get that contact to the people who you know who pitch these ideas to these networks, that's just making that connection right there. And and yeah. and anything that we do after that, we at least now don't have to go through the whole hierarchy of finding right. the person to get in touch with will know exactly who we have to get in contact with. So Absolutely. everything from Brianna's, doc, Brianna's documentary to anything she wants to do in the future, we would I would love to collaborate and uh, work together with you on. Wow, that's amazing. And um, funny that you guys would say that because um, I had to put pen to paper, and this is something that I've always done. I, I'm a writer as well, and... Um, my daughter at sometimes she writes fiction, mm. uh, but it it's a super twist on the fiction. Mm. But um, I even had a piece that I had here. I'll send it to you, Joey, mm-hmm. um, that I had um, something that happened to me. And this is so it's straight up. It's so true. It December 7th. So I'll send it to you. And um, I, I want your feedback as far as how it made you feel when you read my raw mm. I would raw love emotion. I would love it I um something I do every night I just started doing this like a month ago is uh, I just write everything I'm thinking you know just get it all out journaling and yeah exactly journaling and um today I was writing on the train actually that was fun riding home on the train just yeah. right I just wrote I just called it the railroad and then just started writing everything that I heard 
what people were talking about, like conversations, I, like like stuff like that. But it really helps so much just to get all your thoughts out. And People take away from them. Yeah. They don't, no one puts pen to paper, like you said, anymore. It's all so digital. And it's like, I feel like in, unless you write it out and make it a physical thing, it's, it's never actually going to become mm-hmm. what it is. And I wanted to actually ask Brianna her opinion. Also, you too, Shelly, on this thing is, okay. you know, growing up, going up to this, I never found myself really into writing. And I, I honestly, I hated it. I hated doing school papers and all that stuff. It wasn't until I actually got out of school until I, I kind of fell in love with writing. It's because I actually got to write creatively and write about things that I was actually passionate about. So the one of the first jobs that I got outside of college, I was doing music journalism just to essentially, you know, go to free shows and, you know, do event reviews and stuff like that. And I, I really kind of kick-started my whole writing phase of, of where everything like that obvious and then obviously too with the band you know writing that's a small sense of poetry in itself you know I, I I didn't really appreciate and fall in love with it until I actually got to write about things that I was passionate and I and, and things that like really intrigued me and, and let and let me kind of flow with it so I want to ask like everybody here like what what was that is that the same kind of feeling that they were like right was there for something me, that you kind of wrote that that made you <laughs> kind of fall in love with it the same way that I did or for me um I always liked writing papers in school but the biggest thing was like I could remember is I just found this too in 6th grade we you know like how you have 30 minutes before class usually where like you do the do it now it's on the yeah. board or whatever I would just never do that and I wrote this whole story it ended up being a hundred pages of a notebook and it lasted like throughout the whole year of sixth grade and I would just never would do the do it now and I would write this story and I was rereading it because I found it and this is when I was whatever sixth grade I guess you're 10 or Mm -hmm. something like that 11 and it starts off about Pokemon but then it just goes (laughs) it just goes off in the craziest tangent ever like there's Dragon Ball Z characters and like it just gets all really crazy and there's drawings and pictures and I'm like, oh man, I always wanted to write. Like once I reread, yeah, that, that's like, so cool. I would actually like to read. I'll that. show you. It. Yeah, it's funny. It gets, it's funny too. Like you can tell that I'm like a teen, a little boy. Like I'm talking about, <laughs> I talk about girls and stuff. Like it's just mad crushes. Yeah, it's so funny. But I always wanted to write. I still write. I have a blog too that I never. I don't even think I ever told you about it. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, wow. I don't know. I just write it for fun. But yeah, what about you, Shelly? Yeah. I think that we need to talk further about doing something down the road, the four of us, because what happens is I get like flashes of, I would say brilliance that comes right into my head. I write it down. Strokes of genius. There you go. And when Joe says something about the little boy in him, this is what I was going to send you. It's called the 53 Chronicles. Or 53rd Chronicle. Okay? And it's amazing. And I was, I could tell you the time, 3.54 a.m. Yep, that's when it all goes down. It, <laughs> every, all, it all always goes down overnight. Like, I think all writers can't sleep. And we just like to write and right. pass out. It's special time, spiritually, a lot of people don't realize that if you want to get a lot of things done, it, um, mm, Things like your your writing or your music, it's not like, you know, 7 a.m. in the morning. For some some people, it may be. 
but you're most open, your spirit is open, usually between the hours of 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Wow. A lot of people don't realize that. that. Mm -hmm. And most people, when they don't sleep, they're like, I was up at 3 o'clock or 3.15 or 4.44 or whatever. (laughs) Just write that down. Um, 4.44. But this thing here um, I wrote about happened to me on December 7th. So today is the 22nd. And would you mind? If, is, are we no, have time? No, no, no. We we have as long as you want to do. This we've is done okay. uh, we've done like three and a half hour ones before. So. You have as much time as you want. You talk wow. until you can't. You it's can't amazing. Speak. We're flowing, so it's just you yeah, know. Keep it going. It's a conversation that we're having as if you know we're sitting in. You know, I love it. That's the theme of our show. I told you that's how this rolls. (laughs) Conversating. We're just being real. We're just strangers who just met each other that are talking. That's what we like to say. (laughs) And 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 I'm I'm cool with that. And my daughter is certainly down with that as well. But this is called the 53 Chronicles. And um, would you like to read it or I'm going to read it with the way I read it? Um, You want me to read it? I can read it. I'll read it for you, miss. She'll do it. And this this is actually what I wrote. At You're going to... Okay. Awesome. Go ahead. No, you let's can say it. something. Let's hear it. No, let's hear it. Okay. All right. The 53 Chronicles. Collapsing into my mother's arms felt so natural. At 53 years old, I didn't realize that the little girl in me wanted to be held. Oh, my gosh. Loved and comforted by her mother. As we hugged each other, I felt a crashing of waves of silent torment being released, a flooding of emotions. With tears streaming down my face, I asked if I could just stay in her arms and be loved like her daughter, the little girl. I could not hold back the tears or the pent-up emotions I've had for 40 years. I tried to be strong and show little to no emotion, but God had another plan for us this particular night. Looking back over my life, I think I would have done things differently. Wow! That's... I have chills. I'm literally—you can't see, but I have chills right now. That's 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 it's that's incredible. Just so you feel every emotion in every sentence of that of that. That's how I write, and that's for poetry. Me to share that. Mm. Thank you for sharing that with us. That was beautiful. Yeah, it was that amazing. Was Do you have you guys ever tried to publish anything yet? <laughs> oh, he's so funny. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm actually working on that now and I waited a while um I've actually written three books nice. and didn't do anything I just you know put it away filed it away in the file cabinet of my mind and you know the dust of things and I've always had the ability to put pen to paper so to speak and people are transported th- from what they tell me they can actually feel or they can put themselves and they feel as if they're in the story with me that's what it is that's what you need that's what that's the sign of a true like writer. what you want to create yeah like any great work of art is something that moves you makes you feel some sort of way yeah definitely and um just going back to the question a little bit um i think i started writing ever since i was in kindergarten So I have just journals upon journals upon journals. It's always something that would help me because of uh, overthinking. I overthink a lot. And I 
just would find myself writing whatever throughout the day, like even in the middle of a, of a homework assignment or a class assignment, I would be doing the assignment at the same time, but I would have my journal right next to me mm-hmm. and I would be going back and forth. I just fell in love with it because it was a way that made me feel inner peace yeah. with myself. It's expression. It's therapeutic. It it's, is. Yeah, it's amazing. I feel that yeah. too. Exactly. And it's something that just helped me through my life. And now looking back, like you were talking about your younger um, journal entries, and I have those in third grade and all of that. And I'm looking back like, oh, my gosh, like, what was I thinking? (laughs) But they're amazing to look and to see how I've progressed and probably you too, how you progress and mature and seeing the things that you learn with everything that you write, even in my journals. Even when I was younger, I would look back and I would learn something new from what I wrote. So I think Mm -hmm. it's just something I've always known to help me and to educate myself. Yeah, we got to meet up. We got to compare. Oh, 100%. I want to read like all my stuff. (laughs) I just want to like read everything I have now because I know like I'm with people who like hearing it. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and that's what that's half the half the battle is, is, you know, you're your own audience. But, you know, it's it's nice to have connecting with people that actually speak out to you and like don't like understand your art in the way in the way that that you see it and it's the most gratifying thing even with my music like and going back to what you were saying like i overthink a lot too brie i'm always especially laying down in bed and that's why like i get a lot of our writing done it's it's funny our our song off our our album uh the song 11 11 that we actually played at the show I it, it's named eleven eleven because I finished writing the last lyric at eleven eleven <laughs> and I looked up at the clock and I was like, Oh, this has to be the song. It's and it's all like oh obviously make a wish, but yeah, you know, it's 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 one of those things where like I, I, I've seen now that I look back on it and you made me really kind of reflect over the last two years of what I've done with like all, all my real big creative writing that I'm actually trying to to move forward with in life and all everything that I wrote from the TV show out in California to everything was, was all done at night. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, I think that it's a, a cool way to think about it, Shelly, that you said that the, those are the, the peak hours of when you're, you're spiritually awake. I've heard that too. Yeah. I never heard that. Definitely the moonlight hours I've heard before people talk about, that's when the most creative parts of you come out. But it's um, funny because we're both up like in the middle of the night and we just, <laughs> like spring ideas back and forth yeah we talk to each other and it's when i learn the most through her too because you know this is just like a piece and you're getting to know her and she is just like this raw gem stone i can tell yeah you gotta be a great mother i'm sure you are brie but just be grateful for her like there's a lot of parents out there that aren't as supportive as her that's my biggest pet peeve too is when i see people who disrespect their parents and disrespect their family members like that and i'm just like how how do you can you get away with it we take it you take it for granted yeah we take it for granted like that we're, we're i feel like this is me i'm really like this like i'm really short with my parents like i'll get i'll get really aggravated easily over what they're saying like i'll be like what are you talking about i already told you this and blah blah blah. like i have to just you know be more understanding i think i'm getting there but it's just hard sometimes hey i had that moment you are you are getting there joe and we've all been where you are now and this too shall pass Mm -hmm. the thing about it is um i had to learn 
you know, I was not very close with my mother. Um, A lot of people don't realize, like to look at our relationship now, people would say, how is that possible? Mm -hmm. But I was out on my own at 14 years old. I didn't stay there. I was out and I I had to, I was forced out because it was, uh, I was in an abusive environment. And at 14 years old, my mind said, you can't stay here. You need to leave. And I had to do what I had to do. But it's really something that you would bring that up as far as your parents. I don't know how old they are. I have a barking dog in the other room. Yeah, no, that's Diddy. Diddy hears someone at the door. (laughs) Yeah, and it's so funny because my dog is like, have been barking for an hour. (laughs) We should just let him come in here and relax. (laughs) But um, your parents are transitioning. This is what I picked up when you were saying this. They're transitioning as you are getting older. They are getting older. And on the flip side, they may feel as if they don't have the same control that they they once had. And it's pretty scary from their perspective, knowing that, wow, you know, life went so fast. Yeah. And they may, you know, there may be some other issues going on that you're not aware of. But yes, you will have more patience with them. And then again, like I said, don't wait until 2018. You're already, you're working on yourself already. So kudos to you for bringing that out and you're working on it. So the next time it comes up, you're going to remember this conversation and you're going to say, you know what? It's better to just not say anything. And they're going to be puzzled, of course, because Mm -hmm. they're used to having, you know, that type of dialect back and forth but i'm telling you it will change it has changed Mm. let's say it that way it has changed yeah yeah. for the better and you know i appreciate you sharing that that's something personal and um a lot of people won't share Mm -hmm. yeah of course we we gotta have you guys back on because we we can go (laughs) forever i think but thank um, you again for having us you guys should start a podcast honestly like i think a mother daughter that probably hasn't been done yet and you guys it has are... it, and we were talking about that. You are right. You're <laughs> you're like right in our space. <laughs> Say, yes, I'm in your and, head. Um, that was one of my goals that I I list goals every year at the, you know end of the year. I start in October because I don't like to wait until December 31st, and that was one of the goals that was up at the top. And you know I know that's something that we need to do. We mm. have a lot to offer. And the one thing that we have is a, a, a good listening ear. Yeah, yeah. definitely. October. That's, we need that's something you can't you can't teach anybody. <laughs> Libra season, October. Yes. Just remember see? that. Okay, <laughs> right. Libra season. We're not so bad. And no, not at all. <laughs> and I, I think I get a lot of work done during the month of October. Believe it or not. Yeah, good. I'm happy. I'm awesome. Good. You guys I'm have any closing? Good. Anything to close with? Anything you want to get out yeah, there? Yeah, we like to uh, end the show with like uh, kind of uh, a, a way to think about it. Like if you had a mic that you could say to the world, what was what would uh, what was something that you would leave uh, leave with us with? You both um, could, obviously both. I would leave the world with love your life. Ooh, I think amen. That's something I had to learn. 
over time. When you love your life, you love others and you love things like mm-hmm. you love yourself. Love like yourself. you're able to you're able to know how to love other people. Yeah. And that's something really important. Yeah, love yourself before you can love someone else. You have I to love, love yourself. It. Awesome. And for for Mama San, for Mama, <laughs> <laughs> um, the vessel is marred, but the gift inside is perfect. Ah, uh, marred is a word I I have to look up. <laughs> marred. Oh yeah, marked like same kind of thing. Marred, but the gift flawed. Marred or flawed, you mm. can say, but it's just. Mm-hmm. It's amazing when you look it up. Yeah. Um, for the people with the, the same locality, for the people with the same <laughs> vocabulary as Joe, would you be able to elaborate? No, on I get it. I, I know what you mean. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do sixth grade vocabulary? <laughs> what would you say to a bunch of sixth graders? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so so much, Shelley and Bree. We we super appreciate this. This was. This was a really great podcast. I think one of, I think hands down my favorite one we've done yet. Oh, thank you. And we really appreciate you guys having us on. And you have a great rest of the night. And Joey, I know I'm going to be talking to you soon. So, Definitely. you know, my, I'm always here. So if you need to talk, even to vent, I'm here. Thank you so That's much. Awesome. It really means a lot. All right. This well, we love you. Place. We love you so much. Love you guys. Thank love you. You. Love you, guys. you have a great rest of your night. And love you, you too. Too. I'll see you for movie night. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Only Yo, I'm wow. so. I can't believe they shit. This is the deepest one that we've had. Oh, like, 100%. Freaking. It was. I'll tell you after. We're still on. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was amazing. She is. Her and Brie are the are the hands down my favorite people that I met going into 2018. Obviously, beside yourself, but <laughs> you know what I mean. But that they, she just, it, it, wow, it was just a, a wonderful thing. I feel you like you got I'm into cleansed. your dad. You, yeah, like everyone go. vented. I yo. feel she so talked cleansed. about her mom. Yeah, I feel so cleansed in everything that I'm doing. I'm, I'm just, I feel so much more positive. And that's, hey, that's her job. She did a yeah. job well. You did a job well done, Shelly. Yeah, you, I'm really. You, and Brianna, yeah, like, and Bree, she, Bree's also fact, like so she, driven women. She's like, so cool. Yeah, you can tell like her spirit, such ambition in both of them, and it's so it's so beautiful to see that like like they're like they say we're going somewhere, they're going somewhere. Even even if they got nothing, they got their that positive attitude is is priceless. You could tell Bree like meditates and like oh, is so chill. Like I just want to chill with her. Oh, we're going to. Yeah, it was it was dope. But yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed our show. I hope you feel a lot more spiritual and in tone tone with yourself. And uh, we'll see you next week. And we love you guys out there. And have a a blessed rest of your new year. If we don't (laughs) talk to you before the new year, have a great uh, happy new year, guys. We're so uh, loving. So much love. I know. I just feel so lovey. I want to love every single buddy. (laughs) Stay blessed. (laughs) Blessed, yeah. Blessed, I never say blessed because I feel like it's a... Uh, what's it called kind of term church religious kind of term nope, yeah no you can be blessed for anything yeah you can i say bless you though when someone sneezes so i'm a hypocrite mm, yeah exactly all right bless you this girl she's exactly what i need